If you've been listening to our podcast for a while now, you know that we are obsessed with the safe organic pesticide for Saturday Lime. It is safer and stronger than diatomaceous earth. It is 100% non-toxic, 100% non-flammable, and has zero health hazards. Did you know that diatomaceous earth is made from silica, which can cause respiratory inflammation in humans and animals? DE is essentially ground-up shells that repel by cutting up insects. First Saturday Lime has had the silica burned out of the product and has zero health hazards. First Saturday Lime is safe because it is insoluble and will not react with skin or moisture. The company has taken extra lengthy steps to make their formula fine so it's easier to use and more effective. Go to firstsaturdaylime.com and subscribe today. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking? So I just opened a sour, hoppy fun time. (laughs) And that was brewed by Land Grant Brewing Company. (laughs) I I would just buy that beer alone for its name. That's basically what I did. And then (laughs) I opened one and I really, really loved it. And in fact, I loved it so much. This was the last one I had left in the fridge. And I was like, I better use it on the podcast today or else I'm not going to get to drink it on the podcast and say sour, happy, fun time. (laughs) So what are you drinking over there? I am drinking a forbidden, forbidden fruit hard cider. It's blackberry and blueberry. Um, and it's made 100% from Michigan apples, and it is by the company um, or winery St. Julian, so I thought it was a little interesting that they already also were doing cider, but it's really delicious. Nice. Kind of tastes like a Jolly Rancher, Mm. like the purple one, so it's kind (laughs) of good. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, which is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. So today's episode, we're going to talk about urinary calculi in goats. Which is like the opposite of super happy fun time. It, uh, yeah, um, totally. Totes, my goats. <laughs> um, it's also known as urolithiasis, um, and it's basically like kidney stones, kind of. Ouchy. Yes, very ouchy. So the reason why we're talking about this today is because uh, after recording last Sunday with Bev, um, I thought I thought my poor little eggsy Benedict weather goat, um. Just had like this weird limp, which I still don't know how he got the limp on his front, on his front leg. Not quite sure there, but I noticed that he looked kind of bloated. So like I started like rubbing the side of his belly to see if he'd like burp (laughs) because it wasn't like a lot, but he just looked uncomfortable. And then he started looking like he was going into labor 
And he was pushing so hard. And I went, shit. Damn it. Because I knew that because he was pushing that hard and nothing was coming out, that he more than likely had urinary calculi. Uh, So what I did was I called my vet and he basically said, yep, based on what you're telling me, that's what it sounds like. There's really not much we can do about that. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just shoot. So I was like, uh, he said, we could come out there and try to do something or you're going to have to go to MSU um, vet hospital and he'll have to have surgery. And I'm like freaking I'm like freaking out and I was like okay I'll call my husband and I'll call you back maybe so I go inside and I'm like like sobbing I'm like I don't know what to do and my husband's like what's even wrong because like he wasn't out there with me so I had no clue what was going on (laughs) and I told him what was going on and he came out and looked at him and um I ended up calling the vet and he came out and I'll get into more details about that as we talk about what this is and what causes it and what to do if you find yourself in a similar situation because it is terrifying. Yeah, it certainly is. And when you messaged me and told me that he had urinary calculi, I felt so bad because, you know, you were talking, you were describing his symptoms while we Mm -hmm. were recording. And you're like, now he's doing this weird stargazer thing. And I'm like, he's limping and stargazing, but you already gave him vitamins. Like, he's just being a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought so, too. And, like, he was still kind of eating, like, some hay a little bit. But I hadn't seen him drink anything. And I caught the tail end of him peeing when we were out in the pasture earlier. So that's why I really just didn't even think about it. Well, and I think that limp really, like threw you off too oh yeah because like that's not a symptom of that so when they're doing weird things that don't match with symptoms it can kind of end up accidentally sending you down the wrong rabbit hole oh yeah which really sucks because that can totally be deadly because this is something that you like totally have to get on right away yeah so urinary, urinary calculi, I'm going to refer to it as UC quite a bit, just because I don't feel like saying urinary calculi a bunch. Um, uh, it's also commonly known as water belly, and it's a urinary tract blockage in goats. And it prevents urination and breeding in males. Female goats can get UC, but seldom do because of the straightness and shortness of their urethra. But a male's urethra has more twists and turns, and it's much longer. So it makes passing solid particles difficult at best and impossible at worst. And urinary calculi can and too often does kill goats quickly and painfully. Um, And the article that we'll be referencing today is from Tennessee Meat Goats. We, she's basically like our goat mentor and she doesn't even know it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We use her articles a lot. And I also verified a lot of the information with my vet as well as um, an episode of Goat Talk with the Goat Doc, um, which is a goat podcast. She's a vet. Um, And a lot of the information that she shared also lined up with this. 
Oh, super cool. So before we keep going, I just wanted to mention something that you made me realize when you mentioned like the twists and turns of the longer Mm -hmm. male urethra. When you look at a goat, that totally makes sense because where is a male goat's penis at? Inside. In the well, it's like in the middle of their belly, whereas like a female goat urinates from the back, really close to where you know their butt is. Essentially, <laughs> it is like where their butt is. So that makes sense why their tract is so much longer. Like the organs are just placed so much further apart on female and male goats, and I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, it. <laughs> All I can think about right now because it's rut season is my goats extending their penises and like peeing in their faces. Um, So that's all I can think about when we talk about this, which (laughs) kind of is a good comic relief in my head. Although one of the goats did extend and pee on my husband the other day. Oh no. Yeah, one of our bucks did. And I was thinking like, maybe you want to do that like after we put the goats away because he was in the pasture trying to catch one of the chickens that hopped over the fence. I keep thinking, like, our bucks are super friendly, and they want to be loved, and it's rut season. Like, you don't want to go over there when they're out there unless you really have to right now. Because <laughs> you're just going to stink. Even if you're, like, socially distancing yourself from them, you're going to stink because they yeah. reek right now. But anyways, enough about <laughs> goat penises. <laughs> yes. Now let's continue back on the urinary calculibus. Yeah. So now we'll get into what could potentially cause this. And I want to start off by saying that I've literally been doing everything, just about everything right. So I was like really kind of baffled that we were having this problem. Um, but I'll as we'll go through the causes, I'll point out like where I'm going to make adjustments going forward. So urinary calculi is almost always the result of improper feeding. If you are feeding them, you want to um, grain or anything like that, any kind of mineral, you want to make sure the calcium to phosphorus ratio is two and a half to one uh, in feed and minerals. And although the condition is called urinary calculi, the real culprit is phosphorus. So too much phosphorus in relation to the amount of calcium in their diet is what causes the issue. And she also says that alfalfa hay is most likely not a problem. And the goat doc said that too, that you would have to be feeding them a lot of alfalfa for them to have this problem. My vet did look at our hay and he was like, yeah, you're really fine. And this is an alfalfa, so you're, you're fine. Um, but they're claiming here it's not alfalfa. That's probably the problem. It's usually feeding too much grain and or feeding grain concentrates with an improper calcium to phosphorus ratio. And it's almost always the cause of UC. So we were feeding a grain that is for goats and it has ammonium chloride in it which allegedly helps prevent the problem. And the goats probably got around like half a cup a day. So it's not a ton, but, you know, when it's not really necessary for them to have it, kind of makes you want to pump the brakes on that a little bit. Yeah, and I'm glad that we're talking about this because I've actually realized that I'm about to have a problem in my pasture because I'm going to breed everybody that's fall, except Coop, obviously. And Mm -hmm. I feed everybody together. So I'm like, how am I going to sustain pregnant does and does and milk with a weather 
out there with them if I like because I was afraid to feed him alfalfa because I thought that alfalfa was part of the problem. So now mm-hmm. I'm glad to know that that's not. So I can switch their Timothy hay pellets to alfalfa pellets and he'll still be fine. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to feed the does their grain separately mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. distract him with something else because they eat it really fast. So it's not oh, like yeah. it's not like it's going to take a long time. But I do want to make sure that I'm not giving him like. I was giving him none and then he started getting some and now that this happened to Eggsy I'm like oh maybe I should change this <laughs> um also overfeeding and improper feeding of grain concentrates could c- cause um solid particles to develop in the urine and these solid particles block the flow of the urine out of the goat's body obviously that's going to be painful uncomfortable and death will happen if you don't do anything. Um, People who have personally experienced urinary tract stones, so in humans, if you've had kidney stones, um, you understand how bad this hurts. And I've had them before, and it sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, So bad. It's bad, guys. So I immediately, like, knew that he had to be in quite a lot of pain um, because I remember what that felt like. (laughs) (laughs) and besides grain concentrates there could be other factors affecting the calcium to phosphorus ratio in the goat's diet if the goats are being fed minerals and and feed that has the proper calcium to phosphorus ratio um you might want to have your water tested or your hay tested for mineral content um we use mana pro goat mineral um and an all-purpose mineral that has the correct phosph- uh, calcium to phosphorus ratio. So that's why I knew that our minerals weren't a problem necessarily. The feed shouldn't have been a problem because it has ammonium chloride in it. Um, we use grass hay, so we should be good there. Um, there are types of hay that you got to watch out for, like Bermuda. That, that kind of hay is high in phosphorus. The article also points out that hay fertilized with chicken litter will be very high in phosphorus. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you can add calcium carbonate, which is ground limestone, to goat minerals. And this can help bring the calcium to phosphorus ratio back to two and a half to one range. Um, and you can also enlist the help of a goat nutritionist to find the right amount of calcium carbonate to get those ratios in balance. So what I'm thinking about doing, because spoiler alert, um, I'll talk more about this later. It's most likely our water that did it. Mm. Um, and I'll explain a little bit more why, but I'm kind of considering putting calcium carbonate out in its own little separate thing. Because goats are pretty good about going and getting what they need when they need it. Um, I've seen mineral setups before that has like each mineral in its own little container, not the mix, because goats <laughs> kind of instinctively know what, what to go to and when. So I might do some more research on the calcium carbonate thing. Um, also, show goats are prone to developing UC because their owners feed them too much grain. Um, um. And weathers, which are castrated males, are especially susceptible to urinary calculi, which is what um, Eggsy is. He's weathered. Um, And this is because castration stops testosterone production and the growth of their urethra. 
So solid particles cannot pass through the urethra, and that has not been given the opportunity to grow to its normal diameter if castration happens too early. Yeah. So the chance of contracting UC in male show goats can be reduced by not weathering until they are five to six months of age, thereby giving the urethra time to grow. And castration of a goat at that age should be done under sedation by a vet. And this is what we do. So Eggsy was castrated at five months old. Um, Our goat gives a local anesthetic in the ball area. (laughs) And then he cuts (laughs) some poles. Um, So we don't ban. This is the route we do. And and it still happened to us. So I want to be clear about that. That doesn't guarantee that this isn't going to happen to you if you go that route. Um, obviously when you go this route, the goats are mad. I mean, wouldn't you be if somebody did something like that to you, even if you had like a local anesthetic? (laughs) Yeah. I'd still be pretty mad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, so that could be something if, if you're, uh, castrating too early, especially if you're trying to do it at like when they're three to four weeks old, that's probably not really setting them up for success there. Um, so something to keep in mind. Uh, I know it's like totally common. I see it in goat groups all the time. They're three or four weeks old. They get concerned because they're humping their sister. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's very tempting just to do that. So no judgment here. Just a fair warning. Yeah. I waited like as long as I could for Bodie. And finally yesterday I was like, I can't take it anymore. He's getting banded. <laughs> but he's like eight and a half weeks old. So he's yeah. like it. It, he's the same age as Coop was and knock on wood um, I just knocked on my head I don't know why I did that it's not wood <laughs> and nothing has happened to him yet but you know it's one of those things like just like every other like weird animal health thing like you can do all the right things and it still ends up coming up so it's almost like you know like the rules mm-hmm. were just like making them up as they go along <laughs> basically so you also um, want to have a good quality grass hay for the goat's diet. And this is critical to help avoiding UC. Um, this is a big problem because show goats, razors take goats off long fiber and push them grain concentrates, which obviously can create an environment for UC. And occasionally urinary calculi may be the result of mineral content of the drinking water. So you can call your local county extension agent or water quality district. Should um, They should be able to help test the water to determine mineral content. And you can easily test the pH of the goat's water supply by purchasing a fish tank testing kit. Uh, the water's pH should be a neutral pH of 7. You can also use those uh, test kits to test the uh, pH of your goat's urine. I learned that oh. from the podcast I listened to, and you want their urine to be at a 5.5 or a 6. So that level of pH will help prevent this issue as well. Okay, cool. So our vet told us he sees this issue a lot and believes it's because of the water in our area um, contributing to the issue. And we already have an iron filter hooked up to the outside water because my husband does all kinds of fancy water stuff for a living. Um, he, he mentioned to the vet he could put a softener in for the outside line, but the vet said that could create other mineral related issues too. 
Interesting. So I we have really high iron in our water also. And one of the things I've been slowly doing is I'm changing everybody's water over to like a rain barrel feeding system so that it doesn't come out of our hose. Because I don't have an iron remover for our outside um, – what's that called? You know, it's like a spigot Your type of thing. Yeah. yeah, my outside line. Yeah, it doesn't have an iron remover on it. And like seriously, the water spits out red at first when it comes out of it and I hate it so we've we've Mm -hmm. changed one of the chicken coops the other one we're currently working on and then eventually I'm going to figure out how to do it for everybody's troughs because we get enough rain there's no reason not to utilize it but rain can have Mm -hmm. mineral issues also so it's not like right I mean that totally has minerals in it as well but it's not going to have iron in it (laughs) at least not as much (laughs) and minerals in your water isn't bad it's just when there's excess of the mineral when that's bad Yes, exactly. So now I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to have the mineral content tested in rainwater. I'm sure it's different by each rain. Probably. Hmm. That would be my guess. Something to look into. So the key to avoiding urinary calculi is feeding the goat a proper diet. And if you're experiencing UC in your goats, then you must change their feed regimen. So you carefully want to read feed labels for proper calcium to phosphorus ratios. Um Some prepared goat feet contains ammonium chloride in the formulation, but this is no guarantee that urinary calculi will be avoided. Ding, ding, ding. We've been feeding them feed with UC or with ammonium chloride in it for years now. Um, Our vet recommended we pulse the grain in the podcast that I talked about too mentions this as well. So I was kind of tickled that like he clearly read the same study that she was talking about. Um, so what the pulse thing means is that you give it occasionally. So like during hoof trimming or a few feedings after taking a few weeks off. Um, so you could do like two weeks on three weeks off or um, the vet on the podcast recommended you do three days on four days off because the study she was referring to talked about how you could either sprinkle ammonium chloride on their feed three days on four days off or you could feed the um, grain in it that the grain that has the ammonium chloride in it Um, there was a study that showed that after they fed the goat ammonium chloride for seven days the effectiveness wore off Oh, interesting. Yes. So this, while my feed has ammonium chloride in it, it's like how I have to take ibuprofen a lot because my shoulders hurt or something like that and I get a headache. Now I'm up to like taking six ibuprofen. The bottle says to take two. So it's kind of the same thing here. If you give them something all the time, their body's going to be like, eh, I don't really need that anymore and just they'll pee it out. Yeah. Essentially. So we're going to do the pulsing thing. Uh, We've been, uh, we took everybody off grain right now and they're pissed. I bet. They are so mad. Um, (laughs) So if, you know, once we took them off the grain, obviously you got to put more hay out for them. Um, And they're going to be more likely to go out and um, eat forage. They'll browse, they'll, they'll eat the grass. And do all that stuff. And and you want that to happen because goats actually produce a lot of saliva. And they produce even more saliva when they're eating out in the pasture or they're eating hay. Whereas with grain, because of how high the protein is, they're not producing as much saliva, which means they're not ruminating as much. Um, Their saliva is acidic, which means that it's going to break down that 
phosphorus in their system and make UC less likely. So you want your goats to be heavy on the saliva. Obviously, we don't see them <laughs> drooling necessarily because <laughs> they're constantly yeah. swallowing it. But it does yeah. help keep their system healthy. So um, not only will cutting back on the grain, because we were going through like a bag of grain every two weeks. because how many Oh, my gosh. Have, yeah. Um, it'll help our bottom line. Obviously, we might pay a little more in hay, but, you know, I'm not going to have to pay for an emergency vet bill. Hopefully, yeah. Again, anytime soon. Either. And hay is cheap, <laughs> and Timothy pellets are cheap too. I mean, yes. well, I guess I can't say hay is cheap because it depends on where you live. Hay is cheap here right now, but in a few months, <laughs> it's going to be really expensive and hard to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, like I said, we stopped giving everybody grain, um, except to Diana. She eats on her own, and she's got two babies. She's still nursing, so she gets grain. Um, they're still getting black oil sunflower seeds. Um, and then we just bought Timothy grass pellets the other day. Um, so now they're getting some of that and they're a little less angry at us now, but they're still kind of looking at me like they're missing out. <laughs> so I have a question about the Timothy grass pellets cause I feed those too. Yeah. Do you just feed them dry or do you yes. wet them down first? Okay. That's how I've been feeding them too. But I read the bag the other day for some weird reason and it talked about wetting at first. So I was like, why would you do that? That's such a mess. And then I was like, oh, maybe that's why everybody, you know how they make that like coughing, choking noise because they're all mm-hmm. eating so fast. I was like, maybe that would cut down on that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to slop around heavy, wet <laughs> Timothy <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that feeds it dry because I started thinking like, have I been doing this wrong all this time? <laughs> well, and I did Google like if Timothy pellets would be okay because Timothy is a grass hay. Um, so I was like, yeah, that might be safer to do. And it's kind of mixed. It sounds like most people, most goat owners don't wet the pellets. Um, I don't know that I would because yeah, it would be kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah, the bowls would always be gross and yucky because it's yeah. not like goats lick their bowls clean. Like, they just no, don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I we were doing alfalfa pellets a while ago, and then we stopped that because I was noticing that um, the quality of their coats were getting kind of crappy. Um, oh. And I read somewhere that alfalfa can do that. That can also be copper, copper deficiency. So we stopped the alfalfa and gave them copper bolus and now I don't know what actually fixed it but that's okay because they're fine now (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you just throw everything at them when something's wrong I'm totally guilty of that I'm like you don't look good so I'm like vitamin b copper bolus change feed and I'm like now you're better (laughs) (laughs) be sure to check out the drink and farm merch shop We keep the shop up to date with new and fresh items, and we are about to update the shop to transition into cold weather gear, so make sure you go order that tank top that you've been eyeing before it's gone. And while you're there, check out October's shirt of the month. You can go to drinkandfarm.com slash shop to treat yourself. It's an excellent way to support the podcast and get something for yourself at the same time. Okay, so what do you do if your goat has urinary calculi? And the first thing that you want to do is to jump on the issue right away because this requires immediate medical attention. The cor- this condition will not correct itself, and if you leave, leave it untreated, the goat's going to die, um, which is why I was, like, freaking out. <laughs> 
symptoms of urinary calculi include tail twitching in males, restlessness, so they're up and down a lot. It'll seem like they have anxiety, and they'll be hunched up in a body posture as they try to strain to urinate. Also, you can if your goat is grinding its teeth, which can kind of look like it's chewing its its cud a little bit. Um, teeth grinding in goats is a sign of pain. So that's always a good thing to look at too. And he was doing that a lot. Um, like I said before, it looks like he was in labor. He was pushing really hard and yelling and he, he was doing the up down thing a lot. And, you, uh, the article also mentioned you can misdiagnose the problem as constipation or bloat because of the goat's behavior and body stance. Um, I totally thought it was bloat for a hot minute. So you closely, you want to closely examine any male goat exhibiting these symptoms and watch for that sign of difficulty with urination. Um, do not force a goat with UC to drink lots of water. If fluids can't leave the body because the exit is blocked, the only alternative is for the bladder to burst. Ooh, yeah. Um, and this cannot be fixed and it's fatal. In many cases, within 24 to 48 hours after onset of UC, the untreated goat's bladder can burst in the flow of urine into the subcutaneous tissues um, on the underside of the body will proceed to a quick and painful death. All right. So one of the things you can do or try to do is to examine the penis by extending it out of the urethral shaft and you'll have to sit your goat on its butt for easy handling and manually work the penis out of the shaft for visual examination. So I tried to do this. Um, and at the time it wasn't funny. I was actually like trying to like deep breathe myself through it. Cause it's kind of a weird thing to do. Um, and you feel like in that moment you have to get it right or your goat's going to die. Um, but Matt <laughs> sat him on his butt and held on to him. And I tried to, work his penis out like it tells you to and I'm like looking at some articles on the internet while I'm doing it and I could not I could not get it out at all and like he felt so bloated I was afraid of doing something that was gonna hurt him mm. um so it was a really weird thing to do but <laughs> like when we told the vet that we tried he looked at us like we were crazy <laughs> um because he says like it's nearly impossible for him especially on smaller goats like this to ever get the penis to come out. Okay. But so you tried. I, I mean. tried. I gave it the college try. Um, very difficult to do. Uh, and it, this, this trying to do this thing too um, can be really difficult or nearly impossible in goats that were weathered very young because the penile shaft may be adhered to the urethral process. So that's one more drawback of weathering at a very young age. As I said, Eggsy was around five months old, so I don't think that was why I couldn't get it to come out of the cave. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, so just for awareness, a sign of sexual maturity in a buckling is his ability to extend his penis out of the shaft before a male can be catheterized, catheterized to relieve a buildup in the urine. Um, the, pizz, the pizzle must be cut off. So when you are able to get... The penis to expose, there's this little pizzle, and it's like a curly cue appendage at the end of the goat's penis. Um, and you can cut that off. And generally, when there's UC involved, it's usually black and crusty. Um, and the removal of the pizzle does not affect breeding ability. 
if this treatment is unsuccessful. Um, the need for surgery under sedation is likely. If you wait too long, surgery won't save the goat. And surgery is no guarantee that the goat can be saved. Um, our vet told us that the surgery would be two to $3,000. Ooh. So I know not everybody's going to like this answer, but I would have put him down. Because <laughs> uh, he's a weather. Obviously, he's not registered. I love him dearly. He's the first goat that was born on our farm. So he means a lot to me. But I don't have two to $3,000 to spend on a goat. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody's going to make a decision that's right for them mm-hmm. and their budget or whatever their, like, current situation is. Like, it, it just – it it's totally different what you're going to do depending on right. what you, what your farm goals are and what you're doing on your farm and where you're at. Like, so I, I mean, no judgment here. I, yeah. I have no idea what I would do. Sometimes I think of those like hypotheticals and I say I would do one thing and then like when it gets to it, it's like really hard to actually do that thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what I would do. It, that would be a tough call to make. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No judgment if somebody wants to spend two to $3,000 on that. But Goats don't do well under anesthesia either. Um, And I think a lot of that is that saliva issue. If the goat's head isn't draining saliva while it's under anesthesia, it can just kind of drain all that saliva back and actually develop pneumonia. (laughs) Oh. Yes. Yeah. And that's real fun to treat too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You would know. Um. I, I actually would know, too, I guess. I forgot yeah. where Whiskey had it, too. Yep. Um, so what do, you, what do you do to treat it? So this is what the article says. We did something different. So obviously, we didn't spin, snip the pizzle. We didn't do surgery. Our vet was like, we're going to treat conservatively. And I was like, no, okay. Um, but most people will rely on ammonium chloride. Um, ammonium chloride can be purchased in small, small quantities from places like Jeffers Livestock Supply, I just bought a bunch, like a two and a half pound package from Amazon. So I have it. Um, the dosing instructions are from this Tennessee Meat Goats article. Um, and they were provided to her by a producer who has been successful in using ammonium chloride to treat urinary calculi. So you'll mix the following in a 20 cc water and orally drench. Um, so one teaspoon of ammonium chloride per 75 pounds body weight every 12 hours for two days. Then you bump it down to half a teaspoon per 75 pounds every 12 hours for the next three days. Then half a teaspoon once a day for three days. And then a quarter teaspoon daily as a preventative. Now, I don't know if you guys caught that. She said quarter teaspoon daily as a preventative. Oh, so so much work. (laughs) So when your goat gets UC, they can absolutely get it again. Yep. They're more prone to it. So this is something that once it happens, you always have to keep an eye on it. So these dosages are based on 75 pound live weights. Um, It's important to note that ammonium chloride burns the throat. So stomach tube it into your goat. I don't have the balls to do a stomach tube because I have no clue what I'm doing. So what I would do, and it's suggested in this article and on the podcast I listened to, you can you you can mix ammonium chloride with juice to avoid burning. 
if you're going to do an oral drench. So um, the goat doc (laughs) was saying on the podcast, too, that if you do that with like cranberry juice or grape juice, your goats are actually going to think it's a yummy treat and they're going to want it. So I'd highly recommend using juice if you have it so it's a more positive experience for your goat. All right. So our vet told us that he wanted to, he didn't want to try to work the penis out. <laughs> he didn't want to snip the pizzle. Um, he didn't ever call it a pizzle, but like, I don't know how you guys feel, but when I'm in front of my vet, like I don't share the knowledge that I got from Google because I don't want him to think I'm stupid <laughs> or that I'm wrong because he seems pretty old school. So like I'm listening to him and I'm nodding and I'm kind of verifying because I know what I, I know what I have researched, but haven't put into practice yet. Um, and if he's seeing this a lot, I'm going to trust that he knows what route to take because this is my first go around. So He reached down and he could get some pee out of Eggsy on his glove. And he said that that was a really good sign. Uh, So he gave us um, uh, Ammonil pills. And you can actually get these for your dogs and cats if they get stones too. Um, And he let us borrow a balling gun. So a balling gun makes giving pills to goats way easier. But you have to use it right. So the teeth are near the back of the goat's mouth. Um, You guys probably know those are incredibly sharp. So you don't want to try to shove the pills in with your finger. Um, The balling gun is probably made of plastic or metal. And you're able to protect your fingers while you're doing this. So you'll want to wedge your hand between the front and back teeth. And then slide the balling gun into the goat's mouth on the right side. And you want to go in the right side and go in at a diagonal towards the back left side of the goat's mouth and push in the pills. And the reason for the diagonal is their esophagus is on the left side. So doing this makes it less likely that they'll spit the pills out because pills are super hard to find in hay when they spill them out, spit them out. (laughs) Um, We actually didn't, I, the vet didn't tell us this. This is something that I found on YouTube a couple days later. Cause the first couple times we did it, it was, it went pretty well. And then Eggsy started like catching on and like spitting them out. But we were going just straight back after a couple days. And that's why he was spitting them out so easily. So now that we do the angle thing, he spit it out like once. Um, so pro tip there, if you guys didn't know that, um, we had to give him five pills twice a day. And the vet gave us 35 pills and told us that that'll be enough to know if it's working or not, which feels a little ominous. Yeah. (laughs) His bladder will burst if it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, He also gave him a shot of Benamine and Dexmethasone. Benamine is an anti-inflammatory pain reliever and Dexmethasone is a corticoid steroid. Um, So obviously that's to make him feel a little better. Um, when you're doing a treatment like this, the great has, the goat has to be taken off of all grain concentrates and offered only grass, hay, fresh green leaves and water during this treatment regimen. Um, this is not usually a problem since the goat is so sick, sick that he's struggling to live and isn't really wanting to eat or drink anyways. Um, she also mentions in this article that you can use fruit fresh from the canning aisle in the grocery store. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. Um, but she hasn't tried it before. Um, 
but that's something if you can't get your hands on ammonium chloride. Um, obviously, like we said before, immediate vet assistance is highly recommended. Um, but you know, not everybody has a vet that's willing to come to your farm on a Sunday like mine. Um, obviously it was not, it wasn't actually the bill wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. The bill ended up being $114. And oh, I thought that's it was not gonna, bad. I thought it was going to be like double that. Or yeah. like in my brain, it was like, it's going to be like $500. This is ridiculous. And then when I called the next day <laughs> to pay it over the phone, she's like $114. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, do you want to pay it in full? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I'm happy to. Um, he was only out here for like 15 minutes. Like if he'd been out here for a really long time, it probably would have gotten crazy, but he was extremely helpful and I was grateful. He was here within an hour. Um, like I really can't complain about paying $114 for him to come give me pills that are like $11. So my goat doesn't die. Um, yeah I was gonna say these farm vets they're pretty efficient too like when we had pneumonia that was 95 bucks he was here for about 15 minutes but gave all the shots all the instructions and he was here within an hour that time too I mean Mm -hmm. my outcome was different but like that's just how they work they're really efficient with time and I think a lot of that is because they're trying to keep the cost down because a lot of times they're helping producers like you know farmers that have their farms like for an actual profit and so that has to be a driver you know what I mean Mm -hmm. definitely um then we got you know we played the waiting game for a few days um he was consistently dribbling pee after a few days which was super exciting and then six days into treatment we had a full stream of pee and I've never been so happy to see an animal pee before. <laughs> it was very, very stinky pee. And the poor guy, I think because of the pills, he's just constantly like dripping pee and he's laying down. So now his whole belly is like wet and stinky. So I don't know. I might drink some like for Saturday lime and like put it down there because the flies are like loving him right now because he stinks. Um, Poor guy. But... Like he's, I've seen him pee twice yesterday. I've seen him pee once today and I haven't been around him a whole lot. So I think he's doing good. So now we've bumped it down to just once a day doing the pills. And then I think in a couple of days I might just take him completely off and just take, like, keep a really close eye on him. (laughs) Just so the pills don't become any, like, ineffective or anything like that. Um... He didn't really tell us what to do if he survived. <laughs> so <laughs> oh. I called the I called the vet and the lady that does all the farm stuff. She's super nice. <laughs> and she's way more knowledgeable than I anticipated. And I kind of felt like an a-hole. But uh, she was like, yep, you're going to want more pills. So I'll get you 60 of them. And I'm thinking 60 pills. Like, how long am I going to have to do this? <laughs> but she indicated, like, once he had a f- full stream, it was probably fine to stop. Um but I'm extra paranoid, so we're doing a couple extra just to make sure we're good. It helps you sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But giving pills to goats is not fun. And, like, for a few days there, Eggsy didn't trust me to do anything. He didn't want animal crackers from me. He's like, anything you give me right now, you're trying to kill me. Um, and animal crackers is usually how I do uh, vitamin B or probiotics, the paste type stuff. Um Luckily, now he's trusting me with that. Um, He's really been loving the uh, 
willow tree leaves that I've been giving him. He's been getting special treatment and getting a lot of those because he they're it's fresh leaves, so it's good for him right now. Um, he's still a little dumpy, doesn't have a lot of energy, doesn't want to get up and do very much, but he seems way more alert. So I'm hoping in a couple more days he'll be able to mingle with the group a little bit and kind of get back to normal. But we're keeping him separate for now just because I don't want anybody headbutting his bladder. That would not yeah, be good. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that's for the best. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's starting to get better. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was super doom and gloom there. Like I like guys, I <laughs> I thought he, I thought I was going to have to put him down. I thought it was going to be that bad. Um like I before the vet got there, I like went in and said goodbye to him and like thanked him for being the first goat born on our farm. Like I was super dramatic. Um but you just don't know. I mean, you don't know what the outcome's going to be. So Yeah. Um yep, so guys don't overfeed grain keep ammonium chloride or aminal pills handy and just stand around on the weekends and make sure your male goats are peeing okay it's kind of a fun activity maybe make it a drinking game <laughs> every time every time a goat pees you drink yeah depending on how many goats you have that could be <laughs> real fun yeah exactly <laughs> i'm sure you can add in other things in there too yeah <laughs> well i'm sorry that you had to have this experience uh, but I think that all of this is really helpful for anybody yeah. who has not experienced this because this is something that we always hear about and read about when you mm-hmm. have, you know, weathers um, because that's who, that's who it most commonly afflicts. Um, and now that you have that like under your belt, do you kind of feel like you could take on any goat emergency right now? Um, I actually had a moment where I wanted to get rid of all my goats. Yeah, that could I could see that too cuz yeah. you know, you're a little overwhelmed. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at like the first day. I was like, yeah. F this. This sucks. This is hard. I don't want to do it. And then I got over that. So I feel a little more capable now. Um But yeah, I don't think I could take on any emergency necessarily. I think I just gained more respect for my vet. And the whole veterinary clinic, they've been really great this summer. I feel like we've had a few (laughs) snafus this summer. (laughs) Um, So I'm just feeling more grateful and just very lucky that I caught it early because I kind of thought he just had a limp this whole time and gone in the next morning and he might have been dead. And then I would have been really confused. Yeah. So you guys just got to slow down. I know there's a lot happening in the world right now, a lot happening in your life right now, but sometimes you just got to slow down and watch your goats to make sure they're good because they're pretty good at hiding illness too, kind of like chickens. So Yeah, they totally are. I agree. I use that as my um like my reset time during the day. Like I'll go out there and just like stand and like breathe. Mm-hmm. And I just look. And even if it's just for five minutes, I still feel better after I've done it. And I got to, like, just observe and make sure nothing yeah. weird's happening. Make sure everybody's peeing fine. Yep. <laughs> well, now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. Woohoo! All right. I vote you go first because I just talked a lot. Yes, I will go first. Okay. And I'm going to actually just go through this really briefly because it like it made me really mad when <laughs> I saw it at first. And it's been on my list of like things to can't even about for a few weeks. 
But um, there'll be a link in the article uh, to this. I pulled this from NPR. And I actually think that this was on their show. um, Oh, it was on their show Planet Money. That was the NPR show that it was from. But they actually like type all that out and make it into an article also. But Mm. it's um, that big oil misled the public into believing that plastic would be recycled. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, that's some pretty uh, aggressive terminology there. It is. Like purposely misled or not so yes. purposely? Yes, basically, dun, dun, dun. basically nothing <laughs> would be in plastic anymore. Like if this whole ad campaign for recycling like hadn't become a thing. <laughs> hmm, Interesting. Yes. So I'm not the article is kind of long, so I'm not going to read it. Uh, But basically, like sometime in the 70s and 80s, they were like, nobody will buy things in plastic if we don't figure out like how to keep it out of the landfill. So like, well, how about we start doing this recycling thing? And some other people were like, you know, recycling is really expensive and plastic actually doesn't like recycle very well. Like the product kind of degrades as you recycle it. And it takes a lot of money and just resources like water and stuff like that to actually make plastic like reusable again so basically like all that stuff that's plastic that has the recycling symbol on the bottom it's just ending up in landfills because no one wants to recycle it because it's too expensive so we were shipping it to China for a while, and China said, we don't want your garbage anymore. So <laughs> now we've been putting it in our garbage. And so every time I've been like, I don't, I don't like, I don't use a lot of like single use food things here just because like I don't eat out very often. And that's just not the kind of eating that I do. But now like when I get like, you know, like a little soda as like a treat or something, I'm just like, oh, this is going in the trash. So I've been buying cans instead when I'm going to do that instead of a plastic bottle. And it just kind of reminded me as the like why the order is reduce, reuse and then recycle. It's because that's like the hardest part of the mm. whole like, you know, the the, the order cycle. of operations. Yeah. Yes. It's the hardest part of the cycle. Exactly. So um, you guys go read this article. Maybe it'll make you angry. Like it made me <laughs> angry. Maybe it'll just like, you know, small things here and there. Like it's really hard. Plastic is like a really big part of our life now. So we have to make like really drastic changes to totally get rid of it. But like this kind of made me sit down and reevaluate some of my plastic use. Huh. And it's hard. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't necessarily control what a producer was going to put their product in. So depending on what it is, that could be really hard to pivot away from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. m- more mindfully picking things out or like going without if it's something that you don't actually need, you know, those things kind of add up and make a difference. But maybe we can maybe someday somebody will figure out a different way to package things so that it doesn't become a problem anymore, especially if more people like know about this whole shenanigans. So mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> so what's your can't even? So my can't even is from Care 11. I almost thought it said Karen for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, the headline is three bulls escape farm in Holdingford attempt to attend church before being herded. What? <laughs> so this all, this happened in Hold, Holdingford, Minnesota. 
Um, and it says, we all need a little encouragement these days, whether you take comfort in good company or in religion, there's a something, a little something for everyone. Turns out three bulls in Holdingford decided they needed some church on Sunday. Cattle found a news release read from the Stearns County Sheriff Office on August 2nd at approximately 7.30 a.m. The Stearns County Sheriff's Office responded to a hazard called near the community country church in Holdingford. A passerby saw three ca- three cattle on the lawn of the church and believed they could become a, tra- a hazard to traffic on County Road 17. The deputies located the cattle upon arrival and was able to move the cattle to a nearby farm with the help of local residents. Residents had checked around the area and were unable to determine where the cattle came from. The owner of the farm was able to make accommodations for the cattle and advised he would keep them safe for the time being. So I thought that was really nice. Like these cattle just randomly showed up at church (laughs) and there's no owner nowhere to be found. And some farmer that was relatively near nearby said, yep, I'll hang on to them until we find their owner. Love it. I just thought that was cute, especially since I'm about to get a cow. And I legitimately had a nightmare last night that my cow, like, knocked down my goat fencing (laughs) and, like, escaped. (laughs) And I had to catch her. So I thought it was kind of funny that I found a cow escape article to share today. I think that that is every cow owner's worst nightmare. (laughs) Um. Thankfully, my cow personally has not tried to test the boundaries of his perimeter. <laughs> Thankfully, because honestly, I'm, I mean, he's pretty big. I feel like he could go through it if he really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not alone in your yeah. cow anxiety. <laughs> I don't even have her yet and I already have cow anxiety. Oh, man. I mean, I have everything anxiety, so... <laughs> So make sure you send us your can't evens. You can post those in the Facebook group or the Facebook Messenger, Instagram, or email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com because we'd like to read those on our mini-sodes. So be sure and also leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because every month we draw a winner from the reviews that were left that month that we were able to read on the show. And that person wins an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. So Sam, would you like to announce our winner? Sure. So September's winner is Annoyed Social Worker. Yay! Yeah. So annoyed social worker, please reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com so we can get your address and send you your mug. Yes. And Bev, would you like to read this week's review? Sure. It is titled, Getting My Chicken Fix Without the Chickens. And this is from... Dumpster Diver. Gosh, I love that. That's such a good name. (laughs) It is. And they said, love to hear all the real farm stories that the ladies share with laughter each and every week. I'm hoping their experiences help me avoid some chicken disasters as I venture into chicken keeping in the spring. For now, I laugh along with them every week and look forward to each new episode. Thanks for an honest and humorous look at farming. You are welcome. And thank you for leaving a review. (laughs) Yes to that, too. (laughs) 
All right. Just a few housekeeping things. Uh, Make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen, because this helps more people like you find us. And share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag us. We are at Drink and Farm. If you do that, we will send you a promo code that is good for a discount in our merch shop. And make sure you take a look at the show notes to find links to the articles we discussed, a survey that allows you to tell us how we're doing anonymously, and all of our social media goodness in our merch shop. So that's it, guys. That's it. We hope you enjoyed learning all about urinary urinary calculi. And uh, yeah, make sure if you have that issue, just call your vet. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time. Drink. Farm. And and give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and